welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. All right, Kyle, man, it's a pleasure to have you back on, bro. This is the second, or is it maybe even the third? Um, At least the second. I think it's the second. The last, the last conversation we had um, was super valuable. Uh, got some really good feedback around building a brand and what you know the wider look at at how how people can do that and, and really leverage it for their business and and even their personal brand obviously today is going to be a little bit different um you know everyone listening at the moment regardless of whether you've got a good understanding of it or not i think absolutely everyone at this point has at least heard of crypto and you know bitcoin and nfts and whatnot but you know i'll i'll, I'll admit myself when i first kind of come across it it is a bit of a head fuck and i think for a lot of people it still is and it probably still will be for for a long time but hopefully what we can do today is kind of clear that up, at least on a basic level. And then obviously we want to touch on some NFT stuff and, and where that could potentially go and, and the contract side of things and, and what it could mean for businesses and whatnot. So I think like the best, the best place to start off would be to – people listening who have zero idea of what crypto is, are you able to give us a bit of a, an overview or a very basic understanding of, of what the concept is and how it works? Yeah, so, I mean, I'll preface, like, a little bit about why I got into it as well and kind of what made me actually want to understand it on a deeper level. I was, you know, I was very lucky at um, a period of time that um, I had a good friend of mine who was a professional investor. It's, he's full-time, mm-hmm. that's what he does. So 100% of his research goes into it. And I think it was April 2020, and he come to me, and we used to work at Creative Cubes together. Um, I had a f- you know fully online digital business, totally remote. Yep. Um, with some staff here in Melbourne and, and and some other staff around Australia, but it was basically me and him. We just wanted to work out of somewhere, have a good network around us, and so on. And uh, anyway, he you know he he sits there and researches all day. You know, like like he's sitting there on his phone or he's just reading articles, mm-hmm. and you know he's. he's that's basically trying to master his craft yeah, yeah like oh he you know he he makes maybe investments once a quarter right so okay. so when he makes an investment it's a big investment yeah and so that's what he does you know he might research for three months and then he's like cool chips that way if mm-hmm. that makes sense yep. and uh, i remember him coming up to me and saying oh you know i'm gonna start doing some research into bitcoin mm-hmm. and i was like at that point and you know i'd heard about it a few times i remember the craze you know, a few years back and it kind of exploded and, and yeah. then it went away for a bit. started hearing it, people talking about yeah. how they lost their password but it could be fucking worth a million bucks and all this shit, yeah. 100%, 100%. And, and I was like, oh, cool, like, awesome. And, and I'd be sitting there doing my work, you know, running the business and, and just doing all, you know, all, like all my day-to-day and, and so on. And anyway, he, he kind of come to me a month later and he's like, oh, you know, I think we really need to look at this. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and I remember going, oh, all right, you know, if you said that, then it's pretty important. And I was investing at the time, but in the stock market and, yep. and you know, we hadn't really touched it. And, you know, we started doing a lot of research and, um, and, and at that point you start, to, you start to understand economics a bit better and you start to understand, you know, past events a little bit better, such as, you know, the 2008 financial crisis and, um, and, and just kind of how the system actually works. And, and I think 
Just just to quickly interrupt there as well, for everyone that's tuned in, I'll have a link in the show notes today as well for um, Kyle's podcast, Pivotal Conversations, which has been incredible specifically lately. And, and, you know, for everyone who listens today and gets a lot of value, make sure you go and check this out and dive a bit more into things like Kyle's just touched on in terms of, you know, the history around finance and, and how we've ended up in the position we're in because there's a lot of golden nuggets in there. And it really, even when I was listening to it, it just gave me so much better of an understanding of, of how we're kind of in the position we are now. So sorry to cut you off, but no, I thought no, I'd no, just no. add that in there. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and so you start to... You start to get a grasp because there's no other options, right? You know, that's the thing. Before Bitcoin and before crypto be, even becomes slightly mainstream, we're in this financial system and that's the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, life very much is a game, Yep. right? And everyone's playing to win, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and what winning is is different to everybody and that's why the system is different for everybody. And some people start in different positions and so on, but... Really, you can get really... And, and let's say that that game is wealth for somebody and wealth creation. No matter at what point you're starting from, the game of wealth creation is really learning the rules of the game and then playing that game. And when you come across you know, blockchain as a technology and, and you start to kind of get a gauge of what that is um, and the potentials, you start to understand that there's a new game being formed and yep. you're going to have to start learning how to play that. And on, on a very, very, very basic level, it's almost like being, uh, you know, very comfortable with using Instagram and then TikTok comes along. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I can, this game's going to exist, um, but, but, you know, the more people that are in a certain game, the greater the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where it starts to get a little bit more difficult and so on. Um, and then you throw in, um, you, you, you throw in the current circumstance, right? So the, the the rules of the game are the same, but the position that everybody starts in is, is a little bit different. Um, and the context for that is like, okay, well, um, we, you know, for those of who are listening, there's you know a term called inflation, um, and you've probably seen it in the news, um, and it kind of ties in with interest rates and. You know, interest rates usually go up when they're trying to um, control inflation and, and make sure that it doesn't, you know, keep increasing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, they can also lower them when they want to stimulate the economy. Um, and, and then so you start to understand, okay, that's, that's all good and well, and then you start to look into things like the, the Fed balance sheet, so the Federal Bank um, and the money they use to help us um, come out of downturns. Um, and they call that quantitative easing. So they put money into the economy, um, and that usually is what stimulates the economy. It's not that, you know, there are better, there are great business operators and then there are poor ones, but at the end of the day, market dynamics trump that. So when a market, you know, when an economy is booming, it's much easier to make money mm. than when an economy is, going, is, is in a downturn. So Something like COVID. COVID, yeah. right? So very hard to, to make money in a, in a downturn um, or the majority of people don't make money. There are some winners. Um, COVID's a bit of a funny one because it's, it's not, um, you know, it's obviously a, a uh, you know, it's a bit of a disaster. You know, it's not something that is, has been caused by, um, you know, like 2008 was caused by um, the banks mm-hmm. over leveraging um, and, yeah. and kind of giving people, you know, loans that, they shouldn't have given loans. Yeah, yeah. So then as these loans start to default and the um, bonds 
in a sense, the contracts that are on those loans also start to default. The system starts to unravel because people can't pay their their yeah. Um, you know that they, they can't um, pay for those those loans and and, and same with the, the bonds as well. And then the banks can't make their repayments. And when the banks can't make their repayments, the system all collapses, <laughs> yeah. right? So so you know what happens is is you know people that's like you know this is kind of where the psychology of people comes into things and they get bailed out. So how do they get you know because if the banking system fails, you know where are you putting all your money? You know, you're gonna you're gonna pack it in your room or you're yeah, in your wardrobe. Chuck it under the bed. You know, what about the people who don't have money? And, yeah. and you know, so we pay banks to hold on to that money and we trust them with that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. um if we don't have that, you know, I could come and rob you and, and we would probably, you know, become a bit more of a violent society. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. so you understand that and, and then you start to go, Okay, well, um, who controls the economy? Who controls these booming markets? You know, and, and and the reality is, is that when we go through those downturns, the government puts money into the system, and and you know, um, I think I think the rate of economic growth. So the an example is at the moment the way it works is we spend for every four dollars we spend, you know, the government spends and the uh, to to kind of boost the economy, we generate one dollar of growth. So, you know, use simple math, you know, that's not a, you know, if that was a business, it wouldn't be a very good business, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but that's where we're at right now. And the, the, the consequence to that is that it takes more and more debt to fund economic growth. We're not actually yep. getting economic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and So to get growth, we're going into more debt. Exactly. Yep. So that's the only way we can stimulate growth at the moment. And um, there's, a, there's a big story as to why that is. And if you want to understand that, we did... Two, a two-part series yeah. on that. Yeah, it was that, really good. Yeah, And, and that kind of explains it. But then what happens is, okay, well, you know, when you're pumping money into the system, humans know how to play the game, and the game is how do we store money in assets to, um, to keep our wealth at a certain point, right? So Because money devalues. You yep. put more, more money into, a syst- into an economic system... That money, the money that already, you know, the total monetary supply, if that increases, the money that you have buys you less. So me and you could have $50, right? And if you put more money into that system, that's, that kind of goes into that, that goes into business, that goes into people's hands and there's more flowing around. But because there's more in that system, the asset, you know, what $50 buys you of a house or, or something of that nature you know, actually, it might buy you less because the house's value will go up. Yeah. So we all we all have this uh, Australian dream of buying a home, but um, you know, and and we everybody tries to do that. But I think psych- the psychological reason we do that is because it allows us to store wealth. Yep. Right. And people aren't aware of that, you know, because a home is also somewhere I live and I like to live. Yeah. But yeah. It also it's, it becomes a store of wealth. So people start from different positions, like you know. Um, you look at the generation before us and, and the rate and the easiest way to think about this is, well, we know house prices kind of continuously go up over time, but what we need to look at is wages, yep. right? So if, you know, wages barely increase. Mm-hmm. So if asset prices keep increasing but wages don't... It's an imbalance there. It's an imbalance, you, know, mm. well, you know, we're the ones who have to deal with it, yep. right? And, and that's kind of what, once you start to understand that, you go, oh, well, what are my options, right? And I think... 
like you know, crypto is a new financial system that gives the younger generation the ability to f- to, to flip. And Bitcoin is decentralized, right? So we talked about the monetary supply before. Mm-hmm. Well, the monetary supply doesn't increase with Bitcoin because no one runs it. It's not the government. It's not a person. Yeah. It's not the Fed, you know, the federal banks. Yeah. Nobody's controlling this. It's, it's code. It's created. It's protected. You know, nobody's been able to hack it in... I think it's been, what, 15 years or something like that, 20 and, years. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, if, if my understanding's right, there's, there's only a certain amount of Bitcoins, right? 21 million. Yeah, so there really is no chance for inflation. Uh, is that how it works in terms of like they can't in- all of a sudden just go, oh, we want some more Bitcoin, so we're just going to throw a few more in so everyone can have some. It's like it doesn't yeah, work like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, they're, they're scarce. There's no way that, that people are going to create more. There's 21 million. I think there's 90% of Bitcoins have been mined. So mining, I don't 100% understand the, the yeah, technology, yeah. technological side of that or how it's done. Um, but mining is basically... Um, you know, there's miners out there and these, there's kind of these blocks of code yeah. up there and, and then they have to all be mined. And once they're all mined, they can all be bought. Mm. Um, and we're not talking about guys digging holes in the ground nah, either. We're talking about guys on technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so <laughs> the reason is, is because it creates a, you know, like, um, you know, if you think about what, what Bitcoin really represents, it's, it's, it's not necessarily like a currency. It's a little bit more like gold. Right, um, digital gold. Yep. Um, and which gold is an asset, right? So you can invest in Bitcoin, um, similar to like you would a property, and it will store your wealth. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. and 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 the reason it'll do that is because they're not going to put more Bitcoin into the system, mm-hmm. making it less and less valuable. Yep. In fact, as more people look for a store of wealth. Um, it increases. In it value. increases. Yeah. Now, you know, if, if you're, and, and why do I mention the younger generation? Well, because the older generation have been around longer. Yeah, there's a chance that they've probably got um, more buying power, right? And that comes from, you know, the jobs that they have, um, the time that they've spent on earth being able to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so for us, you know, we, we're on, and, and, and again, come back to that point of wages not increasing. For us, it's, it's, it's 60% harder to buy a home than what it was for our parents, the, the, or for the, the generation before us. Yeah, right, yeah. And that's factored in from the house price increase versus the um, growth in wages. Right. Right, so 60% harder. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, you know, the, I think I read that stat a year ago, so... I think house prices have gone up another fifteen percent. So I, I don't know what the math is there, but the whole idea is is that okay, well, you know, storing wealth is a game. We we kind of talked about it before. Mm-hmm. We know the rules of the game. We choose an asset. Now, Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Yeah, you could buy zero point zero 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 one of a Bitcoin, um, and you can get started. And most people spend, you know, how long does it take to save for a house? If you're yeah. on the average salary. Yeah, yeah, a right? very fucking long time, yeah. Yeah. And, and in that time, most likely property prices are going to continue to go up, so you're almost like a hamster on a, a running Yeah, and, and property prices go up yeah. for no other reason than more money goes into the system, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, um, if you're someone who's young and you want to start to store wealth, 
What do you do? Well, you, you, well, you, the game is well, choose an asset. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That's the game. That's why you get into investing into stocks and these mm-hmm. kind of things. So, you know, for me, I think of crypto as a new financial system that has, it creates equal equity or equal opportunity of equity. Right. Right? So, so you know, we, 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 we know that equity is about ownership and we, we try to own a home because we want to store wealth and also we need somewhere to live and, mm-hmm. and so on. But... You know, you don't have that same utility with um, Bitcoin, but you definitely have the ability to uh, store wealth. Now, if you look at um, Bitcoin versus gold, well, hey, if I want to send you gold, how do I do it? Like, let's say I want to send you a million dollars in gold. Yeah. I have to transport it to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have to get it, you know, I have to send it on a ship or a yeah. truck and, yeah. you know, you have to be able to store a million yeah. dollars worth. Whereas if I, you know, if I earn a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, I can send you a million dollars worth of Bitcoin in a second yeah, for next to nothing, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's where the utility of it comes in. So that's kind of the story of Bitcoin in a sense. It's, it's, the, it's the hardest form of money, right? It's, it's the greatest form of money that we've seen because it's scarce. It can't, you know, they're not going to increase the supply of it. Um, and the utility behind it is digital, Mm. Right and and we know what digital does. Yeah. Right. The, you know, like it's just better than everything else. And I mean, yeah. I mean, you've absolutely nailed it there. And I think everyone listening would would have a much greater understanding of, I guess, the origin of it. But I can't stress enough. Like, make sure you guys go and and check out these episodes um, on Carl's podcast because he kind of expands on on what he's just touched on. Then it gives a really good understanding. But. So, so Bitcoin, right? So obviously a lot of other people would have also heard of things like Ethereum and all the other coins out there. Um, for those listening, is the concept the same? So that you've, we've just spoke on Bitcoin. Is, this, is it the same concept in something like an Ethereum and, and whatnot? Or what's the differences? Yeah, so, so no. Like, so Bitcoin is, was like the original form of cryptocurrency and yep. then Ethereum came along. Um, and uh, uh, the way to think about these is there, uh, Ethereum is smart contracts. Yeah. Right. So, so that was, and then there's been many that have followed that have kind of done what Ethereum did and tried to f- fix some of the problems that you have with Ethereum. Um, but Ethereum is smart contracts. So, the easiest way to think about this, right, is you can you, you invest in Ethereum because it's an asset and the price will go up. But but the other side of Ethereum of why you would want to invest in it is because you need it to. Uh, transact in that ecosystem. So I'll give you an example. Actually, I'll explain a little bit deeper on that. You then have, and I mentioned that it's a smart contract. So think about like a technology company. You can also invest in the stock of the technology company. Mm Mm-hmm. But then the technology company also does stuff, you know, like it has a software and that software, like Asana, right, or monday.com yeah you can invest in their stock but then there's also the other side of what they actually do as a company and what the software helps people do yeah so ethereum you can invest in ethereum as an asset um but if if you uh like and let's go back to the contract scenario like contracts literally are everywhere we know what a contract is it's Mm. a you know it's a pay piece of paper we sign when we buy a house it's a you know, it's a pe- job. Yeah. Piece of paper we sign, you know, when we sign a client or, you know, when somebody engages with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ethereum is that, but it's instead of it being, you know, a physical piece of paper that you have to sign that then gets stored away somewhere or even the software version of it, 
and then if something goes wrong, um, we then have to get two lawyers and battle it out in court. Well, now you have something that's digital code that's immutable. So yeah, once yeah. it's set up, you can never take it back. Yeah. Right? And if both of us sign it, the digital code performs everything, yep. right? Because we all have a digital identity, right? And that's the, at the core of what Web3 is and, and blockchain. Mm-hmm. It allows you to own your identity, yep. right? So think about a contract. Every contract has a set of terms, right? Those terms can be like code. So um, let's say you were podcasting as a service, we both sign this digital contract with our own individual wallets, which, you know, we can have, you know, there's many different wallets you can have. You can have one on Binance, Coinbase, Metamask. Yeah. Um, these are all kind of digital wallets in a such. You can have your own one that's completely off, you know, um, the internet, um, which is... Like, like a ledger type. Like a ledger, yeah. cold yeah. storage. Um, and, and, you know, um, let's say that I had to pay you to come on this podcast. Mm-hmm. What we could do is form a contract on the internet so that there's certain trigger points in the action so that when maybe it's when you upload and the, the podcast goes live, money comes straight out of my wallet and goes into yours. Yep. Right, once it's... And, and, yep. and then it makes sure that it's... It, it's made sure that it, the, the money's available. Mm-hmm. That's just an example yeah, of yeah, a yeah. smart contract. Ethereum is the base level software that you use to create that. Create that. So, yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like what Ethereum is. And then there's other like layer ones. So layer ones are so, things like Solana, um, yeah. Polygon. And, and these kind of, the reason they're called like layer ones, you've got Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are kind of like the, the foundation. And then you've got these layer ones. Now, the, one of the biggest problems with Ethereum at the moment is gas fees, right? Oh, um, man. Fuck. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It, it is crazy. But, you, you know, you pay the gas fees to get the scale, Right, so you're paying gas for trust, basically. You know, you, you what, to- what what's the gas fees predicated off? Like, how's that judged in terms of like, you know, for example, even like the most recent NFT uh, I purchased, which and yeah, for everyone listening or, or watching, will um, we're going to touch on NFT soon and, and a bit more understanding on those. But yeah, the most recent one I purchased, like I went to go uh, buy it. And the gas fee was like 350 bucks or something. And then something fucked up with MetaMask and it got out of the app. But I went back in and went to go buy it again. And the gas fee was like 150 bucks. So it actually, it worked out well for me. But I don't understand how it changes so drastically very quickly. I don't know the technological side, but I know it, it's to do with the amount of people on the network. Okay. So yep. um, the amount of people... At on that the current ne- time. At that current time. Right. So that's why like... If you're, if you're in Australia, there's going to be times, like the morning for us is going to be the highest because you've got people transacting probably from London, probably yeah, okay. from America, yep. Europe, and everyone's transacting at the one time. So, the, you know, that, that I'm pretty sure, like, not, you know, 99% sure. I don't know the, you know, the, the um, algorithm or anything like that, but I know that that's what causes high gas fees versus low gas fees. Okay, interesting. So we've briefly, I briefly touched on it just then, NFTs. I mean, uh, again, it's probably a term that at least pretty much everyone listening has at least heard of at this point, um, understanding maybe a little different. So I think early days, um, even myself, like when I kind of first started to look into NFTs and um, yeah, my understanding was that it was just a, a digital asset 
um, again, there was rarity to it. There was only a limited amount of them available. Um, and you purchase it and basically it's just like a flex. Like you've got this fucking board ape, which no one else has, and you own it. You've got the contract through the blockchain and that's that. But like how much further does it go? Like where I know like, you know, guys like Gary Vee at the moment have started to really innovate with, with the, the NFTs and what they're capable of doing. Even guys like um, the boys from the, the full send podcast and yeah. Nelk have just come out with their own, like what for those listening, just a, again, a really basic, um, uh, basic overview of what NFT is and, and the power of NFTs. Yeah. So the first thing is to kind of understand, um, the two forms of tokens that you can have. So NFT stands for non-fungible. Non-fungible means it's unique um, and basically fungible, which is like Bitcoin. Easy easy kind of look uh, difference between the two or to understand the difference is like every Bitcoin's the same. Yeah, it has it's just literally like in terms of um, all of its characteristics, all of its utility, like every Bitcoin is the same, whereas NFTs are unique, right? So you could have NFTs that are a one of one, or um, you know there could be ten thousand mm-hmm. within a particular collection, but each individual NFT is different to the next, right? Mm-hmm. So um, now um, the, the the way I like to explain, I, I think there's a, a really important thing to preface here and and because like people look at this and they go well yeah fuck i don't really care you know like yep like it doesn't how does it change my life or Mm -hmm. like how does it impact me like what it's great that it's an nft but you know why don't i just fucking buy a membership somewhere or why don't i just buy artwork or you know why can't i just right click it and Mm. i think to to kind of understand why this is important and to be honest right now it is ridiculous like it's when I say, you know, I'm not saying everything right now is important or, you know, the greatest show of utility, um, but NFTs right now is crazy. Like it's, yeah. you know, the, the reality is, is that it's, it's I, I don't know necessarily whether I know whether I like the, the word bubble, but it's just ludicrous. You know, there's um, projects coming out of everywhere. It's hard to know where to look. And, and to be honest, I think if you're going to go into NFTs to make money right now, it's basically a full-time job. Otherwise, you're at high risk of losing money. It's just a gamble, yeah. It's a gamble, yeah. you know. So, uh, and that's coming from experience. You know, I, I allocated myself a fair bit of money to go and have a play with in this space just because I wanted to learn. To learn. Um, and I, mate, honestly, I'm one of my projects did really out of the initial money I spent. One of my projects did really well, held its value, and I actually made a fair bit of money on it. But the rest of them went to zero. And for me, like, it was like, cool, like I got lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. no skill involved in that whatsoever. And that's, yeah. not, that's not how I look to invest. So I think, uh, I think uh, Gary has mentioned a bunch of times, Gary V has kind of said that, you know, his prediction is that like almost 98, 99% of NFT projects will go to zero. And, and, you know, I think it was even on the Full Send podcast, he talked about, how he, he genuinely believes that thing, even things like the board apes and stuff like that will go to almost zero at some point in time. And uh, again, we'll touch on this soon, but he thinks obviously it, it really does depend on market the, cycles, the community around it and who, whether or not there's any drive to actually do something with the community or whether it was just a quick cash grab. Comes back to that, that, that concept I said at the start of the podcast is that market dynamics trump product. Yeah. Right? So, so in a downward economy... You in a downward economy, 
even the greatest product will lose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, Amazon went to zero after the dot com bubble, but you know what its recovery was was a lot quicker, and then obviously went to become one of the best companies in the world. And that's mm. kind of what Gary's saying is like, you know, a crypto winter is coming. You know, this is what it does. It goes in cycles. Yep. We probably, you know, I don't know if this is the winter. You know, we could be in winter right now. I, I, I'm not, you know, not confident enough to say that I know whether it is or it isn't. But um, things sell off. You know, that's just how it is. Mm. And and when and and I think the NFTs are a great way or a a good example is to say maybe why we aren't in a winter because they're actually holding their value. But you know, time will tell with that. But but yeah, I think. Um, understanding that this, like if you're trying to navigate the space like a lot of people like even me I went into it I was seeing everyone making money and I was like fuck let's make some money and in reality it's like it's like you have to find the, the right project and you know it's 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 a full time job like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know doing and, and getting involved in this space mm. is, is a full time even with the job. discords and stuff it's like I, I'm, I'm you know I'm trying I'm relatively interested in uh, the whole space at the moment I'm just going like fuck I really just don't have the time to be putting enough time into going through the discords and, and being a part of these communities to have enough knowledge around the project to see whether or not it's worth my time or money. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. It's like it's it's seriously a full-time job. I made a decision last week or maybe uh, probably about a month ago that I'm like, all right, I'm only going to invest in projects that have a really successful brand you know, around it or behind it. Um, you know, that's why I bought into Full Send. Like, you know, so you bought you bought a Medicare? Yeah, I got nah. a Medicare. Um, I just genuinely think they're you know like they're proven operators. They've mm. got a great brand, a loyal following. They have the understanding that if this is just a cash grab, it'll fuck their brand. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. So so you know that if someone's got a proven history, you can trust that project, yep. right? Whereas yep. I think a lot of people get into this and create projects to one that's exciting and they want to make money, but you can't just click your fingers and 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 make a brand appear. Yeah, and they have no. I think the other thing, the other part of that, sorry, is that like they actually have no forecast of where they want to take it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they've just released this NFT collection, and there's been no other thought towards what what is going to come or what the next step is or where they eventually want to take the the project and that's okay but you have to have a great brand because brand is trust right so brand is how do my how does my customer what's my relationship with my customer do Mm -hmm. they trust me the best brands in the world have the most loyal following like tesla you ever met a guy or a girl who drives a tesla it's all they fucking talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why is Tesla, mm. you know, got some of the most craziest multiples in terms of stock in the world? Or like Apple, no one gives a fuck about what technology the new phone no, like has. They're going to get it anyway. Yeah, well, uh, uh, the Apple car's coming out in two years. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but everyone knows they're going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, because that's how we think as humans. Yep. We make decisions not on what's the best product or what do we like the most. We say, what's the least disastrous option here? Okay, that, that's yeah. literally how we make decisions. Yeah. So think about that as a psychology. If we're going into an NFT project and we've got a com- we've got a project that's come out of nowhere that has no brand, um, we don't know who the operators are, or you know the operators have no proven history. You know, just because you've got a hundred thousand people in a Discord doesn't mean that you've got fans. Mm-hmm. It means you've got a following. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a big difference between the two because when when something goes wrong and it will business that's just what how it happens you know shit's gonna hit the fan when it does your brand or the size of your brand or the the power behind your brand 
dictates whether or not those people stay or leave, right? Yep. So it's and, – and that's what we're seeing, right, is we're seeing people start things, hype them up, use marketing tactics to get as many people in these discords, and these people don't truly love the community or they don't truly love um, the, the brand and the people and the operators and everything to do with this kind of project – they're in there for a cash grab, and when they realise that that's gone, they're gone. Mm. Or FOMO, and, and which is which seems to be where a lot of people are, are making mistakes. Yeah, because everyone's going into this saying, "I want to be rich." Yeah, right. And 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 I think that that is you know the biggest kind of you know, and that's what I mean. Like, think about what Gary says. The the, the kind of whole consensus behind what he's saying is is that when shit does hit the fan from a market dynamics perspective, you know, like everything's going to go to zero, yeah. but the only ones that will make it back are the ones who have built brands. And that's why, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, it's, got the, it's probably got the best brand in crypto right now. Um, and it's because they've been able to operate, right? They're great operators. They've been able to get this thing off the ground for a long period of time now. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that's why I think you, as you see some traditional companies come into this space, like, you know, um, Full Send and the Nelk Boys and um, even Real Vision are doing one, you know, business that's been around for eight years in the content space around finance and, and so on, you know, like that's what I'm looking at now. I'm yeah. trying to figure out when these companies come in and actually realise that there's much better things on, you know, on to offer or on the plate at the moment in terms of, you know, monetizing that they'll start to get into this space. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of like an overview of the space right now. But if we kind of come back to why is it important, you know, what most people don't realise because it's just been how things have been for so long is that we don't really have true ownership over our ide- identity. Um, so the, the whole idea is, is that, you know, think about the different platforms and the platforms represent different projects, Right, so mm-hmm. projects, NFTs over here, platforms over here. You know, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. You know, whenever we sign up to Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, we, we have to create a different profile for each of these things. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. and and why? And the reason that we have to do that is because that's how these centralized entities make money. I'll put it. I'll I'll, I'll make a prediction right now. Facebook fails. 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 And the reason, even is, with their changes now, they're coming in hundred percent because they're investing in the wrong thing. They're investing in hardware, right? And and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be the Apple of the metaverse. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is I don't think that VR is the way we interact. I actually think that's an overkill. I think we're very far away from that. Yeah. But the reason I say that is because you've got to think about it. How does Facebook make money? And it comes back to the point I was saying before about we don't know our own our identity. They do. Right, mm. you know, whenever we interact on anything in the internet, we create data. Web two and platforms. The reason, like, think about Instagram. Instagram every year makes it harder for you to get likes. Yeah. Why? Because they're trying to trap you in. Why are they trying to trap you in? Because they need your data. Why do they need your data? Because they need to sell it back to you in the form of advertising. That's how they make money, mm-hmm. right? So their, their whole business model is reliant on advertising. So then the whole idea is, is like, you know, the, the thing that blockchain allows is for every individual to own their identity, to own their data. So 
How does that happen? Well, the way it works is is similar to what we have now. We have our own wallet and we source, we keep all that data in there. And then when we interact in certain worlds, we get to keep the data as well. The data, you know, blockchain is about transparency. All this data is actually transparent. It's mm-hmm. not in Facebook's, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, central server. Mm-hmm. It's actually open. So it actually means that we get to own our own data. Now, why is data so important? Well, one, because think about all the utility behind it in the form of advertising, building better products and innovation. Yep. Um, but it's, it's also really scarce, right? We talked about Bitcoins being scarce. Data's scarce because we're the ones who create it, right? Yeah, and okay. our time yeah. on this earth is limited. Yep. You know, we die. Yep. At some point, we're all going to die. And that's why data is, is so important. So I want to kind of bring this back to a, a, a really easy way for people to understand this. Everybody understands owning a home. Now imagine your home was newly found to be extremely oil rich. So in your backyard, there was, or let's use gold. You know, maybe there was a gold nugget in your backyard. And all of a sudden the government come in and just started to dig that up and they took your gold and they didn't actually give you any compensation for that. That's what we do every single day when we give our data away right. to companies like yep. Facebook. Yep. So the whole idea is that once we own our own data, we can monetize that data ourselves and more mm-hmm. importantly, when we create things, so when, you know, and this is where it comes into NFTs, is that, you know, when we create a piece of artwork, you know, what blockchain allows is for us to own that and more importantly, monetize it over yeah. time, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's the same with how we exist in the universe. So if I have a wallet and I go into, and this is kind of, you know, this is kind of the whole consensus around the metaverse in a sense, people think that there's going to be, you know, I, it does frustrate me a little bit, and not to say I'm right. I could be fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, preface that I could be. I, yeah, you know, yeah. This is a this is this is a new technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what it could be. Twenty years time, it could be anything. But you know, there's the, for me the metaverse is not, and it's a buzzword. The metaverse is not Facebook, or there's not different metaverses or anything like that. There's the metaverse is represent a, a, the, the digital economy that we're going into. Yep. Yeah? The metaverse is the collection okay. of different yep. platforms that we have. You know, mm-hmm. we've already got a metaverse. Yeah. Yeah, we're just not deeply entrenched in it yet. Yep. You know, you think of that's what our phone is. Our phone mm-hmm. is all the different apps we have on our phone is an example of what the metaverse is. We, yeah. We have experiences in them. Those experiences are going to increase. You know, that's why Oculus and Facebook and what they're doing there. Yeah. Apple are going into augmented reality, you know, mm-hmm. so that we, it actually integrates with our day-to-day a bit more. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have different projects. You know, that's what a lot of these crypto projects and NFT projects are promising is they're promising digital worlds or play-to-earn games and stuff like that. Yep. And, and that's the whole idea is that the metaverse is a representation of, going, of where we earn money in these different platforms. But in reality these platforms aren't trying to trap us in anymore like they once were with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, yep. but instead they create the right incentives to keep you there. Keep you there, yeah, yeah. yeah? They don't make it hard for you to leave. Yeah. The door's open. Yeah. But they try to make... make you want to stay. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that's the power of what we're seeing right now through NFTs and these kind of things. And coming back to that, those incentives become the terms in the smart contract. Yeah. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so so that's you know again the smart contract is a, is like a contract, but it's digital and things are executed immediately. So you know the incentives that you create for your platform, which is your project, that 
it will eventually be some type of platform is and uh, is and then you can write code that will create the terms for that contract yeah which is to keep you around so we you know all right well you know you, you, there's there's a company called Axie at the moment which is play to earn it's like you know it's like pokemon think yep. about pokemon yep the nft is the actual pokemon that you use and you own it and you battle with it and you you know you um you can breed it and you can yep. do all this type of stuff and every time you do that right um so like if you win a tournament you earn money mm. um and you know when you breed um and you do all these different things all the transaction costs go into a treasury previously all the transactional costs in platforms go to the owners yeah right but now it goes to the treasury and then in axie they they have tokens and these tokens represent voting rights on how to spend that money to improve the game or right. to pay the players and so on and and you know there's doctors in the philippines earning more money playing axie than what they are for being a doctor and it becomes a really important point everyone's mm. like well why is nfts so important or you know why do why does why does crypto matter so much and in reality in countries like australia america we have such a privileged reality of what life actually is that we don't realize that the you know 80% of the world out there is actually living in poverty mm. right and and it's 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 important for those people and yep. this is what we talked about before around um uh equal equity right it's about equal ownership yeah and and more importantly the metaverse takes away the constraints of geography to earn money yeah, you know okay. yeah. so yeah. everyone kind of equal opportunity between anyone and everyone exactly yeah. right and that's what these universes do so that you know like think about it if you're a gamer for the first time in history you're not going to get yelled at by your wife for playing <laughs> games too much it's yeah. actually your job yeah 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 um and and we did a really cool kind of um, episode on this I'm pretty sure of like understanding that in reality a lot of the constraints that we have currently in the universe around earning money actually comes from the fact that we rely on taking it from the earth right in terms of resources yep. and these kind of things and in the digital economy you don't have that mm. right? so there's a lot to unpack there but yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. idea is is that you know um, NFTs are really just like contracts. Yeah. yeah. Um, that rep and and the the only use case or sorry the use case that first started was art, right? Um, but that's going to expand. Yeah. You know, we're seeing, um, you know, art was the first use case because it makes the most sense. I think this now we'll start to see it happen in music, content, um, photography, um, and and it'll start to make its way out to brands and and so on and loyalty programs and and stuff like that, um, but it unlocks a whole new wave of innovation for businesses. Yeah. Man, that's awesome! Look, I think uh, yeah, as you said, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think it, it will give everyone a really good understanding, or at least that that a really good base level understanding of, of where this is going, what it is, and 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 how people kind of even join in the conversation, or at least hopefully um you know encourage people to now go out and keep doing their own research and get involved in some of these communities and continue to learn whether it's podcasts like yours or wherever it is like just kind of getting a, a bit of an understanding now before we um we wrap it up man i think the best thing we can do as well is um hopefully we can catch up in say a month or something after the feedback from this one and then maybe go and dive into a few questions around be more specific or hopefully in, in that period of time there's 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 be plenty more to talk about but 
obviously neither of us are giving financial advice so anyone listening don't don't take this as advice but if i was to ask you right now like if i if you had a thousand dollars that you were going to spend on crypto where would you be putting it yeah, so what I'll do is a question I get a lot. Um, someone I get a lot of my stories and, and stuff yep. like that. And, and in reality, uh, you know, um, I like to give sectors, right, that I think everyone can go away and do their own research on if you want to. Mm-hmm. But I, my advice is firstly, like, I genuinely think if you're trying to make money in the space, you've got to at least done 30 hours of research. Yep. Like, that's my first piece of advice. Yep. Otherwise you will get you know you may get lucky but it, it's like buying a lotto ticket go yeah, buy a lotto yeah. ticket you might get lucky there too yeah 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 it'll cost you half it'll cost you 20 bucks yeah right but go do your research but i really think i like you know axie's model is like the play to earn model it's like you you get to you get paid for playing a game mm-hmm. and i just think that anything like that where it starts to allow people to earn for their passion is a big one so i think play to earn's a big one um, that's kind of one of the things that I've put a, a lot of focus into. Um, anything to earn, right? Yep. So anything that allows people to earn, uh, I think, will be huge. Um, but but in general, you, you know, you're not going to lose on Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, like yeah, if you okay. look at if you look at Bitcoin's increase every year, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the last fifteen years, yeah. it's got an average of a hundred percent return year on year. So that you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's insane. You don't yeah. get that in any in, in, in any other yeah. assets. Yeah, you know, you might be able to flip property and and do that, but mm-hmm. you know, for sitting on the couch and going a lot to sleep more work every involved night, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good. So I think like if if you're new to the space and you haven't done your research, that's the first place to to go and 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 take a look. Um, you know, I, I like I think Ethereum. I think just because of the utility there, yeah. like there are other ones that are coming up, but in mm. reality, they don't scale like like Ethereum does. So, the the way I think about when when I when I think about the space is if I've got a thousand dollars to spend, I'm making bets, yep. right? So yep. then I go, okay, what's and again, what's the least disastrous option? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Bitcoin's the least disastrous option yep. out of them. So I think. You can weight your deceit, your you know what you do to that, but again, it's a personal choice, and and um, some people are a little bit more risk averse. Myself, you know, I, I I sit, I use Bitcoin like a savings account, yep. right now. Um, and if your time horizon is long term and not short term, so you know, if you need to make money in a month, I probably wouldn't be doing it yeah. in this space, yeah. you know, because yeah, 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 yeah. you're, you're going to get burned. But yeah. if your time horizon's twelve months. You know, the data says even though Bitcoin goes through ups and downs, ups like we've and seen, downs, yeah. you know, um, the average return, so if you were to hold Bitcoin for 10 years so far, has been 100% year on year. So um, I think people try to look f- to make the million dollars instead of the fact that you can get some pretty good returns in something, especially because it's such a new technology. Like people's, people, like, Think about the internet. This is basically the internet 3.0, yeah. right? So the internet, you know, people think they're late right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, You've got yeah. so much time. So I think, you know, if you, if you raise your time horizon a bit and you don't spend outside your means, mm. that's probably where I would, I would look. But I think, you know, if you're going to go into NFTs, I, my, my, you know, what I'm doing is, is looking at companies that already have big brands behind them. Um, or, or already have a big brand. So if you're going to go a crypto project, look at the brand, and, and you know some of them are really hard to afford. So yeah. you know you might you're probably not going to 
you know, go, uh, some of you might be able to, and uh, that's great, but, you know, majority aren't going to. But there are projects that you can get into around, you know, that some new people that are coming into the space that have really good brands. Yeah. And, and you look at the community too. If the community is all about making money, stay away, stay in my away. opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want one of the pieces, one of the ones that's done really well for me is there's a community and it's all about the art. That's all they talk about. Yeah. It's like, oh, the art's yeah. so great. I, yeah, love, yeah. I love this. And it's like, okay, well, why do you collect art? Why do you put art on your wall? Well, because because of the art, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then over time, those things become really valuable mm-hmm. because because of that. Yeah. But because there's a certain community that actually value that. Yeah, right. So find a community that values something other than money. Yeah. Uh, and, and you'll see. So like most of the people that get into Board 8 Yacht Club, don't go in there because of the money they actually go in there because of the network network yeah so you know you'll see that there's a lot of successful people in there so if you're someone who admires that or wants to be a part of that you're going to buy it for that reason awesome man mate uh i appreciate your time and i'm looking forward to the next one already this is a space that i'm super interested in and just and just interested to learn about so um look for everyone who's tuned in uh, we hope you've taken away a lot of value i'm sure you have um, we'd love for you to share this episode if, if you have taken away some value just through social media take a screenshot post up on instagram story tag myself tag kyle um, i'll have a link in the show notes like i said to all of kyle's socials and his podcast and um, get around it and yeah just continue to learn like kyle said put in the hours just like anything else um, and hopefully this has helped thanks thanks for coming man i think um just before we go i, I think it's it's important to realize that you know we're all on a journey together you know like and, mm. and i think that's the way i preface it is is i'm not really an expert right everyone at the moment we're, is learning we're all on a journey yeah. together and, and i think you try to find communities that you can go on that journey with and you can enjoy it and and you can kind of create trust and and um and do it with other people and i think because when we're all sharing that that's when everyone can benefit from it and that's kind of what we're doing now mm. so i think that's really important to preface as well Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.